Now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Fashion Rewired Podcast with Brian Hill. During the Fashion Rewired Podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome back to Fashion Rewired, the podcast. I'm Brian Hill, self-taught designer and executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week. Each week, we're talking to successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs about the rewire, how they rewire their brain, their action, their transformation of perspective, et cetera, to have some amplified success in their brands or businesses. And I'm super excited to have the next person on. Uh, Quinlan Wilhite is the reigning 2018 Lifestyle Phoenix Fashion Designer of the Year out of Tucson, Arizona. Born and raised in Tucson, which is amazing. Um, Started college in engineering, switched to business, got on that entrepreneur track, got the bug, and he's been hustling and selling and growing ever since. Uh, Inspired by streetwear in high school, uh, never really thought he'd make it to his own. Right. Now he's here. Um, There's more things about Quinlan that you'll be um, really impressed with. Young Entrepreneurs Academy business mentor, spring 17 and 18. He was sewing live with me at the pool trade show in Vegas, August and February, biggest trade show in the world for fashion. He's the founder and also the designer of the signature Arizona pocket tee worn by Zach Hall on the season finale of Dancing with the Stars. He's done a ton of things, and he just also closed a big, big partner in the Banner Hospital Group in Tucson. You can now get cumulative the pocket tees in the gift shops, and he's doing good things for people that are going through tough times in these gift shops and hospitals. So I said a lot about you, but tell me some more things we didn't know about Quinlan. Uh, again, yeah, born and raised Tucson. Um, just growing up, uh, my mom's from Michigan, so she got us into hockey, and that was kind of a no-brainer. We, I, I tried all the, the soccer and the t-ball and everything, but ended up just having like bad asthma and allergies, so literally couldn't do those. But she took us to a Coyotes-Red Wings game up here in Phoenix, and that was it. Uh, so that kept me busy. We played up until the rink closed, so that was fun. Um, what I, one thing that I'm proud of growing up on those hockey teams was being the captain. So I, I'm still trying to continue with that leader role. And that's about it. Yeah, kind of all over the board. I, I took some Spanish classes. Like you mentioned, I started in engineering and then switched over to more of a business track. Just seemed to make more sense uh, with just what I was getting into. And yeah, still learning a bunch, but having a blast with it and happy to be on the show. Well, obviously, uh, people don't know this, but your, your grandma taught you how to sew. You took that sewing skill that she taught you, that she really inspired you and she's really super proud of you because you took it to the title of designer of the year. I know you like to overlook how big that title is, but for young streetwear designers that think they can't make it in the fashion world, you did it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right around five years ago. So a pretty quick progression, but, uh, I'm excited. Like you said, she's super proud. Um, you know, they're not on Facebook or Instagram or anything, my grandparents. So, you know, they're always excited, you know, any product or sample I'm bringing over and all the accolades that I've been, uh, kind of stacking up here recently. Got it. And on Fashion Rewired, we always like to talk to our guests and go back to the time when that time when you rewired your perspective, right? Right. Your approach, when things were just different. You were making clothes one day. I totally get it. You had some success, no problem. But there was a day that changed and you went in a different direction and a different approach. Tell us about that rewire moment. Uh, A couple of them. I mean, going through the boot camp this past summer, that amplified everything. But as far as, yeah, my rewire, um, just, just, 
realizing that I could monetize it, right? You know, I, I did some internships in LA. One of them was a, a private label hat company, but I uh, never really thought I would do hats myself. I was just out there learning and tasting the industry. But yeah, we did some hats, hyped it up, you know, and, and rolled through like 150 hats in like something crazy, like 48 hours. So that's when I knew there was something there. Uh, good to collaborate and work with my friends. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely saw the traction and wanted to keep that going. And that was early on. That was coming out of the internship days and just kept the progression going, like trying, just trying, tasting new stuff, whether it be farmer's market booth or anything. So yeah, that was the, the pivotal when I knew it was, it was more than just like an online feed or a blog, you know, obviously product is going to have some money behind it, but that's when I knew like, okay. So for you, it was a hobby. You were having a good time, but when you could monetize your design, monetize your vision, right. that's when it became serious to you. That's when the rewire started. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing stickers just for, just for promo, right? Little box stickers with the cumulative logo on there just for traction, just to get some awareness. And, uh, you know, it's still kind of silly to me, but people always wanted the newest color sticker, you sure. know, oh, I need the Tiffany blue one. And so I thought it was kind of silly, but it was cool. There was this demand. So exactly. I, I figured if I could apply that demand over to product and, and get some money going, absolutely worth a shot. And it was just good timing with learning how to sew and everything. Excellent. And so I want to talk about the action steps that took you from that rewire moment all the way to the stage of designer of the year. What was step one action wise that got you closer to the stage and the title? Uh, step one, just getting out there again, just trying those farmers markets, uh, putting a face to the brand, uh, you know, out there shaking hands. I, I had done a decent amount of, of pocket shirts, for example, at that point. So it was cool, you know, starting the, the interactive booth that you've seen a couple times now in Vegas. Um, that was, that was step one. And then did you want me to go through a couple more? Yeah. So step one was getting out in the marketplace, right? What you, was step two? So yeah, step one, getting out in the marketplace, just being seen, right? Uh, whatever you were influenced by, like going to those venues, whether it be hip hop or skateboarding. Um, step two would be collaborations. Absolutely. Um, and just, I mean, you know, do your research, but I'm a big fan of, uh, of just asking, you know, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times when we, uh, when we did some other stuff recently with Zach, but, uh, you'd be amazed by what you can accomplish, right. Or the, or the traction or the connections you can make by, by simply asking. So on the collaboration front, uh, just shooting more or less like a blind email, you know, like, hi, my name's Quinn. Here's my aesthetic. You know, I've done a little research on you. I like X, Y, Z. I think this is how we might be able to align, you know, and it's a pretty young industry. The worst you're going to get is a no, right. Or a no reply. But, uh, even my top designers, my favorite top designers are still under 40, you know? Sure. And so when you're at a corporate level, obviously it's bigger and, and it might be harder to get a reply, but I love the ones like, Hey, meet me at sauce on Monday at 10 AM. Let's see what you're all about. You know, that's, yeah. it's worth a shot. Absolutely. Right. People are always uh, amazed uh, and overlook the ask. So I'm for sure the king of asking. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not worried about no's. I'm not worried about no replies. I'm always taking it as a challenge to craft a great email or a great proposal or a win-win strategy for a collaboration. And I get more yeses that way. Just the other day, someone wanted us to do a lot of work for them. And we said, simply ask seven questions. They gave us back every yes to those seven questions and gave us two more things on top of that. Right. It became a win-win times nine, right? Just by asking. But most people would say they already offered the deal. It wasn't a good deal. And they would go with the deal. Right. When, as opposed to asking what you really need to make it a fair win-win. And so I love the ask. Absolutely. Step three to getting to the title of designer of the year. Uh, coming right off that answer or that question or premise, uh, just always challenging myself. I had done 
you know, Tucson fashion, fashion week in, in some capacity, whether it be like a jacket design competition, a presentation booth where I wasn't necessarily on the runway. Right. But I had some models and again, just tasting, uh, but yeah, just being out in the scene and really challenging yourself. You know, I kept doing more and more and more. And from this ask, or maybe uh, flip that. So always, you know, you mentioned, the, I love what you always mentioned that Kim Gold says, like always be looking for the yes or always be saying the yes. So just, just challenging yourself. Like, oh, you, you did great. We, we were happy to have you on board, you know, 2014 Tucson Fashion Week. Maybe let's try this avenue. And just challenging, challenging, challenging. So, you know, when it came around after Tucson Fashion Week uh, 2016, right, I felt like I was in a good position to apply for Phoenix Fashion Week. That seemed like the the best, you know, next organic step for, for me, right? I felt like I had a lot to bring to the table and was more confident in my vision and my brand message and all that. So... Did you challenge yourself inside the Emerging Designer Bootcamp? Yeah, absolutely. I just told this the story last night. Uh, you know, I've always had designs, and I think the sample I sent was from literally from my sewing two class down there at, at Pima Community College. It was just all I had. It was the most intricate piece I had. Uh, so yeah, I applied, sent a sample. Um, you know, but more or less, as far as the product on my end, I started with the Arizona Pocket Tees in June. You know, and all the designers came in at different points. But uh, you know, I think uh, Rio. You know, she was probably already moving a lot of volume. You know, so we came in at different points, but. You know, one, I knew what I was getting into and I had no choice because Brian was like, yo, you guys got 12 models come October. Um, but that was an awesome challenge. It was cool to get my ideas and bring them to fruition and, you know, get some tangible samples and learn the whole process. So, absolutely. Awesome. So uh, step one, you got out in the marketplace, you touched people, you met people, you shook hands, you started collaborating, asking for bigger deals and better deals that made sense for you. And you kept challenging yourself, getting in deeper water than you could swim in. We said this earlier with one of our other guests. Um, what are some natural habits that came out of all those actions that you still use today? Um, just being super consistent. I mean, all the way back to when I just had the online feed or blog. Uh, you know, I was always putting out something, even if it was, you know, just those stickers. Uh, and then it switched over to more like a content thing. But yeah, consistency, brand integrity, that's always been, been uh, huge for me. You know, like what I kind of brand with clothing you know is is the are the lifestyle aspects so those were just things i was interested in or still have an appreciation for and i'm still involved with now um so yeah consistency staying true to your brand uh, i've gotten a whole lot better and this is just a result again from the boot camp because we had no choice but uh just at uh, timeliness um i was never much of a procrastinator but i even saw it this morning you know just trying to get a little too much done and in, in too little time so not a bad thing but just learning and uh, really being um, just being on your A game, you know, which is which is tough when it's just a one man show. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are in solopreneur uh, roles and they're doing a lot of things themselves. And we always talk about this, um, the power to say no sometimes when a lot of deals come down your pipe, um, tuning your eye to pick the best deals that make sense for you time wise and also ROI. It's not always about the money, but when you know, understand your brand and your value, you can say yes to the right things and no to the right things as well. Yeah. And what happens is more time will actually come into your different compartments throughout the day, and that's what you're realizing now. Yeah. And, and that's good. That's a good step. Yeah, just, just daily, whatever it is. You know, there's not a lot of gray area, right? So getting back to that black-white, you know, maybe shooting a blind email, again, to the ask. You know, if you don't do black or, you know, if you don't do X, there's literally no shot of Y happening. You know, you have to... Just go, 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 go. So exactly. I love it. It's, it's, you know, Gary Vee talks about it a lot, just enjoying, absolutely enjoying the process. Uh, and I think that shows through in whatever you're doing, you know, no, no doubt. Product, service, yeah. 
well, spending time with you in August at the Magic Trade Show and then again in February uh, was excellent. Uh, and this is kind of a precursor to the Garment District, which we're going to go down to a little bit later. But wa- working with you at those two trade shows, you were sewing uh, throughout the day, shirt after shirt after shirt. Your design, the Arizona Pocket Tee, you made this thing a piece of artwork. And when I was talking to clients, future clients of yours, they were telling me we felt that this was a piece of art. We were getting a piece of um, an artisan in Quinlan Wilhite. Yeah. And... The title is cool of Designer of the Year, but they felt they were getting a piece of your soul. And that was important for me because I saw you in a whole new light at that point. Right. And you and I are going to work on this Arizona Pocket Tee and make it something of art that people are going to covet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, just always taking stuff a step further. So on the branding standpoint, you know, just getting some fabric made. Right. Obviously, Southwestern prints make sense for an Arizona shape, but just trying new stuff. Maybe some embroidery. I know the one gentleman wanted it you know, kind of lower and on the front, maybe for a cell phone and just being open to new stuff, maybe as simple as that might've been. But that was uh, a stash pocket. It was yeah, not for a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just having fun. Excellent, excellent. So uh, next up, we're going to take Quinlan into the garment district. Cool. We always like to thank our sponsors for supporting Fashion Rewired. The Phoenix Fashion Week freelance program. While building Phoenix Fashion Week into an effective fashion industry resource, we have been asked time and time again to recommend the services of our teammates and associates. So the natural next step has been to organize a system and network of fashion professionals that we could vouch for in the marketplace. The Phoenix Fashion Week Freelance Program is open to anyone needing fashion design, hairstyling, sales representation, photography, graphic design, web design, marketing, social media, styling, makeup artists, accessory design, videography, modeling, PR, event planning, and consulting. For more information, please email freelance at phoenixfashionweek.com. So we're now in the Garment District. Thank you, Quinlan, for being on board Fashion Rewired. We always like to talk about wholesale versus retail. Wholesale means you're selling to distributors or you're selling to stores and big box retailers, et cetera, or you're selling to end users, which is retail. Where do you categorize cumulative? I think I'm leaning more towards the wholesale side. Uh, That was obviously something that you guys push uh, with your tagline, right? Connecting the the buyers and designers. Um, So yeah, that's been... As I'm figuring out production, that's been a cool opportunity, but definitely a challenge because I can only do so many at home and you have to enjoy your life and do other things with the brand as well. Uh, But yeah, definitely leaning more down the avenue of accounts. Excellent. Um, But I do like doing the booths, right? And getting some FaceTime and slowing it down a little bit and and having fun. And that's interactive as well, but definitely more towards the store side. Right. And we talked to a a guest earlier. They talked about 80-20. They were doing about 80% uh, retail and 20% wholesale. For you, it might be the other way around. 80% wholesale and 20% retail, meaning getting to the pop-up shops, shaking hands and selling direct, and also having a pulse of that market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then then it's cool to to kind of find the in-between. So do a little pop-up at the U of A, you know, where I might sell a couple. The majority is on the rack. But just always testing new waters, and, and, and that was cool because I was able to prove myself. So it, I turned it from a little three-day, once a year, you know, spring little pop-up, and now they want to do a, a four-way and try some stuff full-time. That's so. great. And then when you talk about wholesale and, and securing this new Banner Health uh, Network gift shop deal, uh, you're in four locations now yep. in Tucson, which is amazing. I was helping you uh, work through that. And what I was really impressed on is that you – built not just 20 shirts 24 shirts you actually had 12 dozen shirts yeah ordered and now delivered and now 12 dozen people are going to go into these gift shops and have a piece of your artistic endeavor vision creativity and that's really important and some people who might be going through tough times in these hospitals and these gift shops might get um, a pink ribbon pocket tee from you and that might change the trajectory of how someone uh, recovers Right. right 
Um, you're really touching lives in a unique way. And I feel another bunch of people are going to want to be on board because of that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of angles there. You know, Megan, you know, pushed me to take it as seriously as I could. And she was like, you should definitely bring, bring Brian on board. And, you know, so I sought that out. Obviously, you have some great ideas. As You know, I was going to just start with one store. Like, okay, let's try 50. And both of you were like, no, no, no. I mean, like, shoot for the stars and, and really, you know, and even on the banner side, that's kind of pennies quantity-wise. But, you know, for me, it's a, it's a solid amount and a, and a good amount of prep. So, yeah, I think it's great. The other one, other than the pink ribbons, has uh, words of encouragement. So, again, just, just the positive. I think both those are in, like, the spirit healing location. So it's cool. I'm talking to their volunteers uh, in two days on the 20th. So just, just, again, more than a brand, doing something a little more, sharing my journey. And it's cool that you're able to hold it as well at the end of the Can day. Can we get a custom fashion rewired Arizona pocket tee? I just thought of this. Yeah, let's do it. And we could give it to uh, some of the listeners. Cool. Let's Done. talk about that. That'd be way cool. Robin wants one already. All right. Robin's behind the scenes, uh, our engineer at Fashion Rewired. You guys don't get to hear her, but we get to see her all the time. She's amazing. <laughs> Thumbs up to Robin. All right. Um, on social media, which you're very active uh, between Instagram stories and also post, uh, tell me, is that your number one go-to platform to get the cumulative brand out there? Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. I try to be consistent obviously across all the platforms and keep it different across all the platforms uh again another thing we talked about in the summer versus just blasting the same content right because all the platforms it's just a different audience and then you know even even because i see it all the time it's the same tweet that got reposted on facebook it's just like why so yeah i'm always trying to switch it up i love again the process the behind the scenes the uh you know just just what's really behind the brand you know, even if it's just checking something out that might not even really have, you know, much inspiration or just supporting a friend. I have an appreciation. I'm, you know, getting more into architecture or art, whatever it is, different mediums. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's where I'm at uh, the most. I love and that. I think people um, are struggling with social media. And what you're saying is uh, Twitter has a different uh, cadence and also messaging approach than Instagram and Instagram is a different messaging and cadence than Facebook. Right. And you should learn those different cadences and the messaging and send it out appropriately. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, more things. I want a secret. I want one secret that you've done on social media that's been successful so far that our listeners can share. Secret. Um, I've been heavy. I haven't like tried a poll yet on the Instagram stories, but I've I've switched over. I, I just love the Instagram stories. Um, IG stories. That's yeah, it. it's you know they're they're up they're up front for longer. Now you can do the highlights. You know, so lead just and it's super intuitive. But leading up to the Why Arizona or Why Arizona podcast release, you know, I had everything from that day, and that's cool. You know, you might get like 10, 20, 30, 50 more views that kind of trickle in, but it's. It's cool. It's not like, okay, I posted wires on the way down here and then it'll come out when it comes out because that photo's lost because you only see the top nine on an ins Instagram. But yeah, I, I love the stories. Just trying new stuff. Uh, you just got to push. Who are you following on social media? Um, give, us, give us one person. Yeah, why. absolutely. Uh, Ronnie Feig. So he started in shoes and now he's got his own. Uh, it's a beast of a brand called Kith. K-I-T-H. Uh, they're out of New York couple shops they're they're just doing some some great stuff they're integrating a lot of uh actual design like design design uh and architecture into fashion which is just crazy pushing boundaries as far as uh you know installations curation textiles um it's cool yeah i actually had a potential chance to intern form way back uh this was before he really had a team but he's like yeah if you can get out here you're in 
and I just I couldn't make it work <laughs> on the money side. Um, but it all, you know, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, it's been cool to watch him grow. Ronnie Feig with Kith. Got it. And just talk about one um, business resource that brings in the most revenue for you. It could be trunk sales, pop-up shops, email blasts. What's your number one business resource that brings in dollars? Um, just pushing for those uh, recurring collabs, right? So turning, you know, what I might have thought would be a one-time, you know, run a 50. And obviously just staying on the radar, pushing for more, um, you know, respectfully, right? And, and so we, the shirt I'm actually wearing today, we took some uh, beer can designs for Pueblo Vida down in Tucson and put them on fabric. So that was a cool just switch of medium. And uh, so they were just, they're cranking out beer, different cans, different releases. Uh, you know, they'll bring me in the tap room, do a little live sewing. Again, just that added, added experience. But yeah, just set really high goals, try to get big quantities, and then keep those going. Right. If you were selling um, illegal products on the street corner, that's what they would tell you. It's all about the comeback. And that's what you're saying. It's the same thing in every, any brand. Uh, that initial sale, you need them to come back. And they need to get hooked like they do on some illegal drug. They need to get hooked on cumulative and come back and come back. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. Don't do illegal drugs. <laughs> That's his message. <laughs> Can you um, recommend a couple books for our readers that help them to succeed? Um, I'm, I'm slowly been, been getting into it. I kind of heard the tail end of the, uh, the last podcast. I uh, wish I had more time to read, but Gary Vee's recent book, Crushing It. And then I was doing a local podcast down in Tucson last night. So obviously I haven't read this book. Uh, but a big time financial guy, a tax guy down there suggested the book E-Myth. And so I think that's setting yourself up for scale, scale. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe along the franchise yes. thing or, you know, building something that can make money with you not present or while you're sleeping. Exactly. Uh, he he kind of gave me a quick little spiel on it, but he was he heard my pitch a couple times in my interview and he was like, dude, you yeah. got to. 100%. Uh, so I read the book E-Myth, and like Quinlan said, it's about um, duplicating yourself. It's about delegating. It's about going through every part of your business and breaking it down so it can be duplicatable. And when you can do that, you can then go on vacation. You can then sleep, and uh, the cash register should still be ringing. Yeah. And um, everyone should look at their business in the beginning like that because you're still a young brand. It won't be that hard to break down your company into different pieces like that. Mm -hmm. And E-Myth is a book that I recommend as well. Yeah, I think I'm on a good start just uh, you know, snowballing some money, trying to go into production, again, just to, to delegate, right, to free up more time so I can because that's where my time needs to be spent designing. Uh, back to the banner project, you know, since it is me, just me right now on the production side. Okay, cool. I lined up banner for 150, you know, so call it seven to 10 days turnaround, still a solid turnaround, but I'd rather be taking more big banner like meetings in those seven to 10 days. Exactly. Versus like, okay, thanks for the order. Talk to you soon. Yep. I would just, gr I just want to crank, 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 crank throughout that whole week. Daily and hourly closing those signs, those same kind of deals. Absolutely. Um, 10 deals at 150 units a day is 1500 units times five days is a pretty good week. That's where we're going to. So in a year's time, we're going to talk about how many days in a row are you getting 1500 units? That's yeah. a goal for you to, to set. And that's deep water that will challenge you as well. Yep. Yep. Let's take you back to when a uh, much younger Quinlan, right? Cool. You know the success. You know you have the title designer of the year. How would you speed up the process by giving yourself some advice at your earlier age? What would that advice be? Um, probably just, just taste, 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 you know, sooner. Um, I was kind of just bored with what I was doing, you know, the summer of 2010, and I had 1500 bucks to my name and a place to stay, so I went to L.A. and did some internships, but probably just doing that sooner. So again, back to this asking 
uh, the, just the notion or the action of, of asking, you know, just, just try to soak it in. You know, you would always, you always on a kind of a different tip, like there's plenty to go around, but people are happy to share. So in the boot camp, we learned and had to act on two years worth of information. So I'm, I'm more than happy to share. And so to my younger self, I would just say, ask sooner, try sooner, ask sooner and try sooner. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was even talking to the trend, the U of A fashion club, and, you know, I can only bring on, you know, a handful of interns and there's 60 girls in the room, but still ask if you want to be in a buyer, Brian and I will connect you with Allison or whoever it is. Like I'm more than happy to have, you know, to, to share and, and grow. That's great advice. Great advice. What are you most excited for, for the rest of 2018 with the cumulative brand? Uh, just wrapping up the fall stuff right now, obviously Brian knows, but to the listeners, just how the seasons of everything work, right? We're always working on a pretty far out product. Um, I've got a couple of fashion shows coming up and just staying consistent with everything, trying new stuff. I've been kind of dabbling with sponsored ads on Instagram, just getting more targeted, uh, you know, just validating, making sure, you know, these are going in the right direction or whatever it is. Um, and happy for the new class that's coming in. Uh, it's just crazy. Time flies, yeah. but yeah, I just got to keep it moving. Um, I broke down all my expenses at the beginning of the year for Brian and he's real aggressive and wants his benchmark is 10 X for me. So, you know, we're, uh, we're almost, we're coming up on halfway through We're six months from my win, which is wild, but, uh, just got to keep everything going. So yeah, definitely getting some interns productions looking great. I'm super excited for the fall. And maybe if I were to do fashion week again as an established designer, don't know really how that works, but, and that's, and then you're already thinking about spring 19. So just really staying on top of everything and, uh, and grinding, implementing everything. It's always fun to go back through the, uh, through the binder. Uh, you could always be doing more, Yeah, man. always be doing more. We, we talked about the emerging designer binder earlier, which we call the Bible. Um, it's timeless, all kinds of information you can implement. Yeah. You can go to the whole boot camp again every three months if you want to. Right. So, so definitely use that. Yeah. How can our listeners find you online? Uh, again, super consistent across all the platforms. It's cumulative. So Q M U L A T I V E. Uh, that's, that's across all the platforms, always doing, you know, process shots behind the scenes. Um, just trying new stuff. So yeah, please, uh, give me a follow. I, I love the engagement and posting maybe a little ask on Instagram every now and then just to, just to get some, you know, good feedback or bad feedback and, and, and kind of make something from that and change and pivot my direction. But yeah, cumulative, I would love to hear from you. I would love the, the follow and also see what else everyone else is up to, too. As always, we're going to build a blueprint um, for Quinlan and his cumulative brand. You can hear about what he talked about today, what he visions for the future, and you can be inspired by what he's already done and apply it to your fashion brand as well. Make sure you follow us at Fashion Rewired on Instagram, and we'll see you again. Quinlan, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. The Phoenix Fashion Week Top 40 Model of the Year Competition. With each new year of Phoenix Fashion Week, so too begins our various competitions, including Model of the Year. Meant to support and nurture our local fashion talent, this competition has achieved not only immense growth and range, but most importantly, numerous success stories for our models have been involved. More information on Model of the Year, phoenixfashionweek.com slash models. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.